0: Deer Shock. deep
1: Shock. It's something with a tail. It's long and bushy too. It's a very greedy rascal. Come down, come down, you. Oh, Mr. Possum, no, no,
2: no, no. Don't be, don't be the this, first. This is a, this is a skinny cast, man. It's good. Well, well Yeah, that's skinny we, cast. we work out. Right. Yeah, we trimmed so. off, trimmed off the fat. Yeah. <laughs> You hear that, Matt and Kurt? It's in your fat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, they're
2: the fat ones. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those fatties.
3: <laughs> Welcome, folks. is Geek Shock number 306. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Fact check Dandy. And we're here to talk week and geek. Gentlemen, we got sent a little something. Oh, Ooh. we got sent a little something. Ooh. Treats. Fan mail from some flounder. From Norm Cook. Oh, boy. Yeah. From Japan. What? Japan? Oh, my goodness. This, Shut this the came front door. a long, long way. Shut the front door. Have you checked over cool. tentacles? Uh, yeah, I had to check it over, make sure we're good. Okay. The and and the, 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 the delivery man eyed me. He's like, you expecting this package? Like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> good. Sure I am.
3: Now, first, of course, greetings, gentlemen. Greetings. It's taken just over a year, but I finally made it full circle through... The Geek Shock back catalog. Holy shit.
1: I'm sorry. I'm
3: so very
4: sorry. Some of those early ones are pretty rough. (laughs) Not going to lie to you. They're special.
3: They're special. (laughs) I've now listened to every podcast and watched every Ugly Couch show available on YouTube. To celebrate, I'm sending you this tin of cookies from Tokyo Disney Resort. Ooh! In episode 299.5, that's the one you missed because you're on the boat. Right. Uh, you discussed Tokyo Disney Sea. As I understand it, none of the individual attractions are original or specific to this park. You should have access to all the same rides in California and definitely in Florida. However, the specific draw of D- Tokyo Disney Sea is the layout and scenery. Every structure and path is fantastically rendered, shaped into greater degree than the other Disney theme parks. If you're ever in Tokyo area, it's definitely worth a visit. However, don't feel that you're missing out on any attractions by not coming to Japan. I'm actually going to stop it right there. There is one ter- attraction in Disney Sea that I'm absolutely chomping at the bit for. Now, we all know Disney does the best dark rides on the planet. Nobody mm-hmm. does it better, all right? Except James Bond. And Makes they have that. a Journey to the Center of the Earth. Dark ride oh, that mm-hmm. is, and no other place, huh? Okay, Lord knows I've ridden through it enough times on YouTube. <laughs> Virtually, right. I, I spent way too much time riding virtual rides, you know, and it looks worst, amazing. Worst habits. And I think, until they did Everest, it was the largest animatronic one of the creatures in there. Oh, that Disney had done, and it looks beautiful.
1: What's Everest? Is that the
3: new Yeti? Uh, Everest is, if take Matterhorn, stick yeah. it in uh, Animal Planet in yeah. Orlando, yeah. and make it so much better. Okay. Yeah. Their Yeti is incredible. Okay. But yeah, other than that one ride, I believe that the Disney Sea rides are scattered about, especially since they've added the uh, Little Mermaid at California Adventure.
4: Now, um, not to get too sidetracked, why is it called Disney Sea?
3: Disney C because it's on, I believe it's on like the C and oh, okay and like S E A S E A numbers yes. the letter C I, would, I was hearing okay. the letter too yeah, yeah yeah I was
4: just like um, is it because it's like the yeah. third it's the C or word of the Disney yeah <laughs> C stands for oh never mind it's crap <laughs>
1: oh I can't say that
3: <laughs>
1: just call it C yeah. Minnie's been a real C today.
3: Oh, boy. Probably because it was a middle finger to (laughs) Los Angeles because they were supposed to get it and they just crapped
1: it up. There you go.
3: Going back to the letter, thank you for all the entertainment you provide. Your shows have turned me onto a plethora of things to watch, things to read, things to play. (laughs) For example, you've made me a regular listener of the podcasts Rachel and Miles Explain the X-Men there you go. Oh, yeah. and Improvise Star Trek. There you go. Recently, thanks to 80s Jeff in an older episode, I spent three straight hours watching Artemis Bridge Simulator gameplay on YouTube. That and, game is so much fun. And thanks to Paul's repeated enthusiasm, I've been happily working my way through Neon Genesis Evangelion. Despite a healthy respect of all things geeky and living in Japan, I have been completely unable to stand anime other than Studio uh, Ghibli till now.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you've hit the best one. You'll never need to see another one again. <laughs> <laughs>
4: totally, you, totally unbiased opinion there. Totally. Mm-hmm.
3: You guys are the first people I have ever sent fan mail to. A while back, I sent you a link to the Spider-Man Ryu Spidey YouTube yes, video. You. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, thank thank, you, for thank you for finding that.
1: Oh, that fucking video. I got a
3: real kick out of hearing my email read on the air, as my wife and friends can attest to after forcing them to listen to it repeatedly. (laughs) So thank you for that as well. Lastly, imagine my surprise. While making pancakes in the midst of listening to episode 300, when the conversation suddenly turned to pancakes, Pancakes. Jeff, Jeff said, contrary to the box, Bisquick does not make the best pancakes. Paul asks, who make the best? And Jeff paused. I shouted, Aunt Jemima! With spatula raised in hand. This was answered by Jeff saying, Aunt Jemima's mix was pretty good. Unquote. Being an instant pancake mix enthusiast since the age of eight, I contend that Aunt Jemima Complete Buttermilk is the best pancake mix around. Has to be the box labeled both Complete and Buttermilk. Yes, that one is the best. I order it shipped over by the caseload since decent pancake mix cannot be purchased. In Japan,
4: ah, oh, bummer. Well, he's yeah. right though, because I mean, it's got everything you need, and all you have to do is add water.
3: There it is, man.
1: You, you, you're creating a cult. You need to search for panukeku, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'll come up with a whole different. You're just searching the wrong engines, there, pal. <laughs> you're really right, like
4: our pancake.
1: Panukeku, eh, uh, unto Jimaima. Did you reach Take it? a drink, folks. Panukeku, <laughs> At the Disney Sea. <laughs> so a few. And Jemima <laughs> is a real sea.
4: <laughs> Iron Chef, what's the it's secret ingredient?
2: <laughs> Panukeku! And <laughs> Jemima waffles without a syrup. <laughs> and the secret ingredient is.
1: Panukeku! And Jemima. <laughs> Buttermilk <laughs> complete. Uh, you must mix Aunt Jemima into panu Keku. Blend a woman into pancake. <laughs> See what tastes like,
2: <laughs> like a lady. Mm. <laughs> tastes, lady cakes Tastes like failure. <laughs> Prin- Princess Leia pancake bikini. Mm. Mm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a few individual notes, Jeff. You've got great taste of pancakes. Thank you. I also want to implore you not to get discouraged when people, usually Paul, talk over you on the podcast. <laughs> More often than not, those times you get interrupted are when you are talking about things I find especially interesting and worth checking out. Thank you. <laughs> hey. Uh, Todd, you right have to the awesomest podcasting voice and hosting presence. Thank you. Very kind of you. Your dulcet tones have been a pleasure to listen to for hours at a time.
4: And his constant mispronunciation.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the joy. Uh, Paul, <laughs> I love you on Ice Cream Social, which is what brought me to Geek Shock originally. I want to see more of your characters, Voha and Jelly Biglins, but precious little footage of them can be found online. Yeah. I hope you're able to revitalize them in form in the future. There's I mean,
4: lots of Voha on YouTube if you look for it. Just, uh, really? They just type, don't know how to
3: call it. Yeah. Uh,
4: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to help out. Uh, in, in your searching, either type in Quark's Bar or Star Trek The Experience, and you'll find a lot of video featuring the characters. That were wow. on I didn't on the station, <laughs> and quite often, the famous Paul AS Commander Voha does appear. I've said it be-
2: on those. I've said it before. Some of my favorite clips from those are the women drooling over Castran. Uh, uh, oh, Castran, yes. yeah,
3: Commander Gay and, and Blues.
4: You know they used to do that over Paul too. Like wh- there was one day at the bar, this lady goes, "She's like, where'd that that handsome wrestler looking Klingon go?" <laughs> And I'm sitting yeah. there going, I'm like, yeah, he'll be out shortly.
3: Oh, the one that watches wrestling. I got you. Right. That's what you meant. <laughs> Best regards, Norm. Norm, thank you so Norm, much. Thanks, dude. We're, we're going to open up this little bag of goodies. This here is that box of cookies from oh, Disney and It's C. got the Disney C bag? Yeah, oh, Sea wow. bag. But gentlemen... That's not all. Oh, it's it's Halloween more? 2015. 2015 oh, Chocolate yeah. Crunch. That is a beautiful tin.
1: That's a really that sweet is tin. Gorgeous. Oh yeah. wow, the backside is it's
4: badass. Got all villainy. I have to take some pictures of that and put it up. What is
3: that? I shiny threw goodness? in some Japanese Star that's Wars beautiful. stuff oh, after shoot. I realized how lame it was to receive a package from Japan that contained only cookies. I disagree, sir. But that's all right. Uh, this is a standard elementary school student notebook.
2: Oh, what damn.
3: Is a Star Wars Japanese book.
2: Nice. That's cool. We will, of course, post pictures of this. Darth Vader on the cover. And
3: whatever is in these boxes, if somebody oh, wants to open righty. one of those for me.
2: All right. Uh, get that one, one. I got this get one. one.
3: Oh, my goodness. Treasure Trove. This is a treasure, and and truly treasures. Norm.
4: It uh, looks like Jawas on the cover of the box.
2: Oh, they're they're little mini plates, uh, the collector plates. Tiny little plate with the Imperial uh, on the... Double stuff on there. Look yeah. at that.
3: Cool. That is beautiful.
2: Yeah, it's
4: a, it's a little mini plate with uh, Jawas on it. Wow.
3: Norm, I I, I can't say thank yeah. you. Yeah, really nice. This was super kind of
4: this you. This is cool. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Yuji, from Japan as well, occasionally listens to the show. He uh, always brings me really cool uh, Star Trek stuff. From Japan as well, so this is this is just like that. It's that same feeling it So thank you so much. This is this is awesome.
3: These are treasures, and they will be treasures. And those those cookies will be eaten as soon as Paul gets it open. There
1: it goes. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> got, got to open it up. Prepare
3: carefully.
2: yourself for the sound of crunching. <laughs>
1: chocolate. Well, they're called You've chocolate. You've already heard a little
3: cookies. munching if you heard the gummies yeah, up close. My,
1: my, my gummy worms. This episode is sponsored crum- by Gummy oh. Worms and Disney okay, Sea. Two different kinds of cookies. Oh my goodness. There's a. Uh,
2: Oh one my! Roll, you hear them Sorry for the out. mostly so visual content we so far, Got one that's folks. pretty much
1: chocolate straight up, and one that's got a chocolate, a white chocolate style. Gorgeous! Wow, those look but, awesome.
3: They're all individually wrapped. We'll enjoy those later. Yes. yes, we have a show to get to. Right, can't
1: crunch at those right now.
3: But again, Norm, thank you. Yeah, so much. very cool. And
1: super collectible tin. That
4: t- yeah, that t- this tin is tin gorgeous, is and it says right on the front, Disney's Halloween 2015 Tokyo Disney Sea. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's real. I mean, it's almost like a day and a night side to it. There's one that's kind of bright orange color. I'm gonna take pictures of these and put them up yeah, tonight. Yeah. yeah, Twitter them up. But and uh, and probably on the Facebook page. But yeah, the one side's all bright and cheerful, and the others a little darker. It's got some of the darker the villains. villain sides as well as some of the uh, uh, more reddish colored costumes with some of the. Your Disney staples like Donald and Mickey and Minnie. Okay. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But yeah. oh, we're going to run
2: pictures so we don't have to keep yeah, so, it. Yeah, so it's all right. <laughs> don't, don't try reading the bottom, though, don't, don't, because it's all even, in Japanese. <laughs> Unless you read
3: Japanese. <laughs> so, gentlemen, what That's geeky like things problem. you do this week? Um, I
4: went and saw The Martian last night.
3: You saw The Martian, the the new sciencey. yes, science fiction. Show? Is this now
1: your favorite Martian? <clears throat> mm, I would say yes.
4: It's oh, my favorite Martian. All right,
1: all right. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, it was. It was. It was awesome. Uh, I was totally, totally. Uh, enthralled by the this film i mean it was it was fantastic
3: so you had the martian you've had interstellar the two big science yes. sci-fi movies yes what was your favorite
4: um honestly i'd have to say this edges out interstellar nice wow Ooh. yeah um now i think more in the sense that interstellar relies on that notion of i wouldn't necessarily call it a misinterpretation of string theory
3: love through the wormhole yes
4: but you know because like you know How my parents met. Everything is connected, so technically he is connected to his daughter, even through, you know, the difference in time and so forth. So I guess you could interpret it that way. However, this one definitely more science based. Um, uh, But yeah,
3: and and still entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Now I have not seen the movie. I did read the novel uh, a couple of months ago. One of the best novels I've read this year. Oh, wow! So uh, The guy
4: that introduced our, our film even said the same thing. He said, I've read the book three times. It's fantastic. He said, the movie's great, too. It's uh, riveting.
3: It, the, the novel really st- structures, section, yeah. structures down the science to not make it boring. In fact, it makes the science kind of exciting, which is really hard to do. But the novel always- does it.
4: I've always found science exciting. I know though, you so do, but a lot me. of people don't. I know. Most people don't want to
3: learn things. <laughs> it's not that they don't want to learn things. It's just that sometimes science is a little too technical for a lot of people. Oh, it gets that, too technical for me. I've got a, I got a magazine, a, yeah. a science magazine. I'm like, I can read half of this. I yeah. hope you saw that really informative Bill Nye
1: video that I linked oh, up recently. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I, that is some real science right there. Yeah,
4: I was totally getting into it. I was like, I was starting to remember the episode until he goes, or am I? And then that happened. And I was like, God damn it. Let me
3: guess. John Cena? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: You saw my post. I, I walked into a freaking restaurant and there's John Cena staring at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you it's ever pretty get awesome. The feeling
1: you're being followed. He's, uh, he's a phenomenon, y'all. Yeah. No,
4: I, I was going to say, with as far as like science is concerned, a lot of times the reason it's not entertaining is because sometimes the material is so difficult to understand.
3: Sure. Science is not meant to be entertaining.
4: Yeah, and it can be, but it's not meant to be. But you know, the the typical notion or the typical uh, reaction of people when they don't understand something, they tend to tune it out. I done and that on a few occasions. I well, it's, I'm sorry, <laughs> we said something. Yeah. <laughs> <I can say. laughs> It's a big, problem with, I'm a jerk, I'm big problem with this world in general, but we won't go there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like when when people don't understand something or even have the ability to start to understand something, they start tuning it out and they start oh, start, start ignoring
3: it. And I will talk Star Wars at work and watch Eyes glaze Over. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, uh, Ben, I finished the first season of The Clone Wars. Okay. What I just have, a, just have a couple of notes. All right. All right. Here, here we right. go. Fuck off. First, the positive note. All right. That show manages to make Anakin the hero he's supposed to be.
1: Well, sure. Yeah. But yeah. any fictional interpretation of a character
3: given, what, 20 hours? Well, a lot more than that. It has like 100 and some episodes.
1: Right. But I'm, even just for the first series, sure. what, how much is that?
3: But I mean, not only that, but a likable character. Yeah. Where, where Why movie, is he likable? He's likable because he... Oscar. Asuka. Asuka is a great character.
1: That is the foil that he needed. That is part of it. If he had been more Oscar like with Obi Wan mm-hmm. and they'd shown that relationship a little bit more, and if they'd actually had the balls and temerity to go, Okay, this is actually a love triangle. Obi Wan is fucking Padme. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it sure. could have got real, but whatever. But also you can't do that kind of thing
3: in two hours. Two and a half you can make an interesting character in that that time and you, Anakin is not an interesting character no
4: but they technically had six hours to make him a likable character' <laughs> they, and he yeah,
2: still that's a good point no they ruined it all it's just so bad it, it, Ball, I, I will counter that first 10 minutes of up
1: yeah no you can yeah. do it I yeah. said you can do it but I'm saying they, they had all this Luke, time and they say Lucas can't do it you yeah. know right what it, you know what but it also is? also Darth Vader is a much more complex character but part of the other problem is you're doing you're undoing the mystification of your key component of your story right and that is what ruins it and also Darth Vader is one of those characters that's a cipher works best as a force of nature you put your feelings onto it you, mm-hmm. you you project and imagine your own history you know the the best history that Darth Vader got was those three seconds where you see his jacked up bald head get covered by the helmet and sure. and suction closed back in in empire and you're like what the fuck <laughs> is going on with this guy <laughs> right and you just get a taste just sure. a tiny taste but you know i mean it's enough it's, it's right. enough you're like holy
3: shit it's the rob zombie halloween complex right you don't now- it don't goes, explain it all.
4: That goes exactly to what you always say with your improv. It's like show, don't yeah. tell, and that's exactly why ten, the first ten minutes of Up works is because yeah, it's all show. It's yeah. there's no dialogue. It's ten minutes of a picturesque history of the main character and his wife. I but you can, I mean, I mean, yeah, you can also show too much.
1: Yeah, you can show too much, but you know, with that, with Up, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. That's that's two very relatable characters experiencing very human things. With Darth Vader, he's just like you said. It's a force of nature. He's a wizard. He's a (laughs) monster space wizard. And And you don't even
3: know if he's human in the first movie. You don't know shit about
1: him, right? And you don't want to know, really. Unfortunately, Lucas doesn't realize that. J.J. knows the power of the mystery box. Right? So hopefully, he'll be able to keep the mystery box going. Maybe this will be Kylo Ren. Who can say what's going to be the new mystery sure. box, but you can't. Yeah.
2: Okay, anyway. so that was your positive. That was my positive. So <laughs> now that's been crapped on.
3: Uh, the negative is I, I can't stand when physics gets ignored. Okay. Yeah. All. And, and, of course, this happens some in the prequels as well, but where there's just uber-long jumps, long drop falls to... To absolutely no impact, it's a simple footed landing, right. and and I can get behind it a little bit with the space wizards, but oh, yeah, when the, the other characters jumps. that aren't space wizards start doing that, then yeah. I it's why I couldn't watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's all just the 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 wire fighting great, but I can't stand the jumps from nothing. And so, and, and the thing is real. Or, or the glides
4: from nothing, where they just get yes. their, their leg out, and all of a sudden they're flying like thirty feet. Sure, <laughs>
1: that's. And See, I love wire foo, so I have no problem with that shit. But that's what's bringing you
3: down. Yeah, of all the things, and trust me, there's other things that bring me down. But those are the things that snapped in my head this okay. week. I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh, but the watching continues. The subjection continues. Why? Mm. because I want to fill all the canon. It's, it's a dumb, stupid, idiotic quest. Ugh. Are you watching Rebels at least? Not available. Not available for uh, instant watch. Ugh. Otherwise, well, first, I would be watching that. First season is out on DVD. Sure, but I'm not sure I want to own you know, it. I'm gonna have to yeah, dig- I don't know either.
1: I'm going to have to dig
4: deeper in the, uh, the DVR, but uh, apparently they added Disney XD on demand.
1: What did they put on there?
4: Disney XD? XD. Uh-huh. Disney XD. The
1: X stands for extra. Did you feel me? Shut up when he said it. I, I Disney XD. Right XD. into that. Do you need How? some dick? Come on. Get it. Extra dick. How Disney did you not see that coming? There's so much dick on Disney XD. I you was... got enough dick? No, you don't. Have some extra on Disney XD. Hey, you know what time it is? Time for did extra dick. you have dick. a stroke? Disney XD. <laughs> right in your neighborhood. Open up your door and get a face full of XD. I was extra focusing dick. on helping Torgo. And it just, it what's, time, what's for dinner? <laughs> extra dick. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> XD. Thank
4: you. Anyway, uh, I think I think Rebels might be on demand now. Okay, I'll have to dig deeper into it tonight. But because
3: I watched a few episodes, enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. Um. The Burger King Halloween burger came out. Yes. Jeff had one.
4: I did. Did you get the green poo? Absolutely.
3: (laughs) For a full
1: twenty-four
4: hours.
1: You shat for twenty four hours. Oh, no, no, no,
4: it's a <laughs> long green room. It's Burger King. You oh. shat for twenty four hours. I'm just saying that over the t- of over a twenty four hour period, things were still coming out great. A so, beautiful
3: Kelly green. Yeah. yeah, I
4: will say though, it's not as bad as about ten years ago. They had this uh, black cherry icy.
1: Oh, it was the Simpsons black cherry icy. Yeah. That was the same thing. And it's the same company. It's the same coloring. I, yeah, that it, turned you there crazy is crazy no, green.
4: For people out there that don't know, there is no black dye. There's no black food coloring out there. So what they do is they take green and they put lots of it in there and it makes it look black. Well, in this case... You they, don't digest it. They, <laughs> they put it in the burger. Uh, the burger bun, rather. So the bun is black with sesame seeds on it. So it almost looks like a star field. I have a picture I'll put up, um, of the one that I had, but, uh, basically, uh, yeah, it, it, you, your body can't process the dye.
2: So it My expels God, it as waste. It's full of
3: carbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you
2: shockers that were discussing this on Facebook this afternoon, I hope you might put money on it, <laughs> <clears throat> but yes, it does turn your poop green. Mm. Um, uh, the reason I was saying it's
4: not as bad Is that black cherry icy The black cherry icy Not only did it turn your poop green But there's so much of it in that Icy That it turned the water in the bowl green Wow! So when you, you Get up to go flush and you're like What the fuck <laughs> It's impressive. I mean, it's it, a
3: natural, beautiful shade of green. Well, I
4: didn't even think about it while I was drinking it, and I got home and uh, for some reason had to look at something in my mouth and noticed my entire mouth was green, mm-hmm. and, like my tongue. Like I think I had something stuck in my tooth, and I, I, I opened my mouth, and I was like, getting ready to
2: get the little, the toothpick thing I have there, and I'm like, what the... The Uncle John's bathroom meter reader, reader at uh, Commander K's house, yeah. I flipped it open and it had the fact that if you eat enough beets, it's possible to turn your urine pink. New goal. Interesting.
3: I can't stomach beets it, yeah. enough to do that. Me so neither, gross. but man, what a great way to he die. He doesn't like
4: much <laughs> that grows in the ground. A great way to die. Right
3: I love potatoes. Right. Who doesn't? What more do you
1: need?
4: You don't like root vegetables. You don't like... uh a vegetable. You don't like potatoes. Yeah, tubers. Yeah. It's a tuber.
1: Mm, give me that tuber. <laughs> <laughs> what
4: oh. else to do, gentlemen? Oh, uh, I also went and saw Kevin Smith. Uh, ah, Kevin Smith nice. get old and Jane, uh, Ralph Bob. Garmin. Right, Jay and Silent Bob get old and uh Hollywood Babylon uh
3: came to Vegas for a couple kick, nights. Yep.
4: They were at the Hard Rock Hotel this weekend. Got to go see them. Very nice. A lot good of fun. Stuff. Yeah. I had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Really, they do a good really show. entertaining. Yeah, they absolutely. Really do a good show.
2: Absolutely.
3: They know they know podcasting. Mm. Nice. What else you do, gentlemen? I went
2: to the city museum in St. Louis. The City and, Museum. And when I can gather enough money or find a cheap enough flight, I'll be going back to the city museum in St. Louis. Oh yeah, it was so so cool. Tell yeah? me about
3: the city museum. That
2: it was. Um, I don't know exactly. I gotta go look into it and see how it got made, but it's insane. It's uh, four or five stories inside of uh, weird exhibits and climbing equipment made out of construction stuff, like old, like rebar kind of stuff. So there's all these crazy crawling spaces, and it's a whole network of caves underneath it, and. Outside, there's. So you're all going this, through crawling through this stuff. You can, you can there's there's actual you know there's steps and stuff you can walk through it, but there's also a whole bunch of ways to climb through it and caves and and then there's a uh, between the I, I didn't know this so was in there, but between those four or five stories and the top, which is like the tenth floor, uh, there are apartments. <laughs> So, you could live here. Oh, wow. And then on the roof, there is more playground stuff, including a 10 story spiral slide that goes from the roof down to the caves. Oh, my. Nice. And it's pretty cheap to get there, and it's open. Did you do the slide? Oh yeah!
1: How was that?
2: It was pretty amazing. Hey, did you
1: get going really fast? My, did you approach escape my, my velocity?
2: Hol- <laughs> my, my cell phone holster was catching the edge of oh. the thing, so it was like slowing me down. You're like one of those spinners. I had my own brakes going on. So, the picture you posted that said not slide. It actually is a slide. What the red side? The red side is not the slide. The white side is the slide. Okay. Yeah. But that one—that one's only like you know twenty feet high. Oh, so I, just,
1: but this one was a spiral. That one. was a
2: spiral for ten stories, oh, and then I see. there's another one. You climb up this great tube for now fifty Tuber. feet, and then you go out the other side and climb to blow it. And there's a slide below the tube. You, you gotta bl- what below it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a giant praying mantis. If you
4: want to go down this
1: slide, you've got to blow it first.
2: <laughs> Where is it? Below yeah. me. But I mean, <laughs> obviously, it sounds like a kid thing, but it's. On weekends, it's open till midnight, and there's three bars in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I, I am sold, even before I, you mention the bar.
2: <laughs> sold to America. Who cleans the vomit out of the 10 stores? <laughs> I don't know. Slide. I didn't smell any vomit. I expected it, but I didn't. Um, at, at the front desk is a sign that said, We have no maps. And I asked the, the ticket book taker if that was you know just something temporary or if that was a mission statement. And she was like, We, we never
3: have maps. We don't have a map. So just explore at your leisure and find right. something new every time. But honestly, That's the cool. real mission
2: statement was, OSHA? Fuck OSHA.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I mean, it's, I mean, I was climbing across, um, in the outside part, there's a spot that goes from the uh, full uh, airplane that you climb inside. I was going to um, ask if that was the one that had the airplane. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, there's like a wire mesh cage habit trail tunnel that goes between that and another thing. And you're climbing across it and you're looking like 50 or 60 feet straight down. And it wobbles. <laughs> I got half—I got halfway across and then it got to the point where the I got past the peak of the thing and it was hard to crawl. Because the things are, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of weird crawling around. And I had to like flip around and pull myself through on my back. I had to re- grab the bars and pull... Pull with the arms with my back and slide on my back, which is good because at that point I was no longer looking straight down, and I think I got so it got me through it all the way to the other end.
3: Wow, <laughs> I gotta go. This oh, slide is amazing. You, it is. I just, love a good museum, but this sounds like an amazing. Yeah, museum. I want
4: to
2: do the spiral slide if nothing else. It was pretty cool. I what, also, uh, I also.
3: So, so what's what is what is the mission statement for the muse- This museum, what is it? I
2: I think what happened was some guy built it before they told me couldn't. <laughs> and now, and now it's become like an icon, and it can't, It's been there like eighteen years. Okay, so now they can't get they rid got of grandfathered it. Grandfathered in, yeah. I mean, it's just Slick. wonderfully insane. So and it doesn't it,
3: sound like a museum. It sounds like a playground.
2: Well, I mean, there are museums things in it. There's like, um, there was a couple of great pinball machines in there. There was like a big Manny Mo and Jack thing. There was uh, some. Was, oh, there's uh There was an exhibit of robots that I didn't quite see all of. There was a giant hamster wheel for human sized hamster wheel. I I not go on, yeah, all so, right. I mean, it's. Just, I, mean, I barely scratch the surface. I was hanging out with her, having a great time with my brother and my dad. And my dad goes, you know, we're probably time for, for lunch now. I'm like, really? We just ate like at 10 o'clock. He's yeah, we, we've been here four hours. I'm like,
3: oh. <laughs> That's a fine. Place. Yeah.
2: I also, um, while I was out there in the Midwest, I swung by this uh, game, really cool game shop. Mm. Uh, God, I took a picture with the, uh, the owner. I thought okay. you guys would enjoy that. Yeah.
3: That is our, oh, oh <laughs> look at that. As Captain Luddite <laughs> nice. swung by Captain Luddite's yeah. game shop, How if you weren't the store? aware, it's a great
2: store. If you weren't aware, God Captain Luddite, Luddite,
3: when he left Las Vegas, opened up a game shop in the Midwest, board game shop. Right? Yep. He's,
1: he's living the fucking dream. Yeah. Yes,
3: he is. And look, looking happy as can be. Yep,
2: fantastic. And it's uh, yeah, it's the Cosmic Game Emporium in Macomb, Illinois.
3: Napoleon, Illinois. Look it up, especially you if you're in the neighborhood. Yeah. I like
4: it's filled cosmic with a K. Yeah, <laughs> <Is that laughs> like totally Commander
3: K. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And Cosmic Films was his film company when yeah, he was doing the movie. Exactly, so,
4: exactly. Yeah.
3: That's great. Anything else,
1: gentlemen? Uh, I had my third annual improv goblet festival. This yeah, of course you That's did. Right. Yay! So wish I wish I could have tried to get well. Well, you probably could have, you hadn't been at Jay and something, Bob, but it's okay.
4: It's okay. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> I didn't know
3: until the week before
4: you told me the week before. And I had oh, already no, taken no, the no, offer. No, off. I'm it, sorry. It,
3: if I wasn't called in that night, I would have gone.
1: It's okay. We had a lot of really great, uh, guests come in, had, uh, some wonderful classes too. Um, some really funny improvisers from all around the country. And, uh, yeah, I was really pleased. It just went really well. And um, we'll hopefully have it again next year. Yeah. It's an annual it thing. Awesome. Yeah, please, if you're interested at all, look up Improv Goblin on Facebook. And uh, you can like the page there and see some photos of me and uh, other improvisers getting down. We had uh, Star Trek The Improvised Generation, which is different from Improvised Star Trek. Really? this so Star Trek The Improvised Generation is out of L.A. Improvised Star Trek are my homies from uh Chicago who half of uh Super Yum Yum two is in that that uh contingent. But, yeah Griffin uh, and Irene, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. But they were uh equally awesome performance and uh they did a ton of stuff with sound effects. They had somebody on uh on uh computer the whole time live editing and you know being a big part of the whole show as far as how cool is that? Uh, it was scoring the whole piece and adding sound effects at the same time. It was really impressive to see. So they did an excellent job. Uh, the Cobra brought the house down both nights. Spare supply, always hilarious. Our <laughs> local troops uh, did a fine job. And, um, yeah, it was just uh, it was a good fucking show.
2: I, I got into crazy. town Saturday after, Saturday at 6, basically. And uh, had a gig, and I was hoping to run from the gig to your thing, but my gig ran over, and I was like, I was on the strip at 11:30 going, by the time I get there, it's done.
1: Yeah, right. No, yep. it, it wouldn't. I mean, it, we, we go till midnight, but still, you know. Now. Yeah. Uh, then, what else did I get up to? Uh, well, uh, earlier in the week, I went and uh, bought. One set of the Lego Dimension stuff. Aha! The, uh what do you call that? Um, Portal 2. Portal now, 2, really? I did not really? buy Lego Dimensions. Sure. I just bought one s- expansion set. Sure, so I have Comes. A- I wanted that little Chell figure and sure. those little figures.
2: Okay, is this a game or is this Lego? Lego
3: Dimension is, you know how the... Oh, it's these Disney things. Infinity it's Infinity with the, the toys. The, okay, it's the game Skylanders. pieces that are... Uh, okay. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at them. I, I will... The reviews that game is getting, I will probably end up getting it. Yeah, yeah. I've
1: watched it online. Looks good. I'm just going to wait. Sure.
2: So, does a Chell come with a working copy of Portal 2?
1: It's ex- actually the it's an expansion pack for the game. So, when you plug these figures in, you get to play the Portal level, mm-hmm. which is essentially it's almost like a Portal 3 is what I've been hearing. Wow. And so, you're playing a, a Lego game, but all, you also have the Portal ability, and it's kind of wild, so... Nice. Some puzzle stuff. Uh, but all I really wanted was the action figures. I want to get the turret, and the uh, it comes with turret, shell, and a companion
2: cube. How much was that? 30 bucks. I might have to pull the trigger.
3: And there's out so right. many sets
1: for a lot of the big geek. I know, mm-hmm. but that's, that's got to be my... I, I, take it, I think maybe it was $25. Bucks.
2: Yeah, one of the that's got to be my favorite game, though.
4: One of the reviews I read said wait a couple of months because there's still other sets that aren't going to be out till closer to the holidays. Yeah, the Ghostbuster uh,
1: stuff isn't out yet. There's Doctor a, Who's not out Yeah, There's a bunch of extra stuff coming. and Back to I, the Future's not out yet. You know, who knows if this thing does well enough, how long they'll keep supporting it.
3: I love that they integrated the build aspect into these things. You mm-hmm. get the figure, but the other pieces, those are ones you actually have built, and you put on the game, the game will show you the instruction on how to do variations. Even the portal that you set it on, you have to build the portal. Yeah. yeah. The, there's each of the fi- each of those little models,
1: like the turret or the Batmobile or whatever, they have three different ways you can configure them, and however that works, the game then registers the way you've configured it when you put it on the base and Whoa, sees. And really, as long as it's one I'm of those preset it. ways. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty interesting. Neat. It's pretty neat. Um, did you buy it locally? Or did you order it? I just bought it off the shelf at GameStop when I was picking up my. Uh, it's
3: at my, all the game stores. My Amiibo okay. uh, three pack. And for what system? I uh, for all the systems, yep. I believe it's for everything. The, my, new the, stuff. my Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty new stuff. I don't think it's for Three Hundred and Sixty. <laughs> it's
1: it's PS Four or PS Four <laughs> Xbox, Xbox One, Xbox One, and Wii U. U I think that's I, it. Really? Yeah, I don't think maybe it is a Three Hundred and Sixty version. I got a feeling that there is there might be the one. PS Three and Three Hundred and Sixty. There might be. You might be right. Jeff is on the right. internet. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, <coughs> but I just bought. I didn't, you know, I just bought that, and then um, some other game. Well, I'm just waiting. I've ordered some games. That Transformers game looks great. I've mm. got that one coming to me soon. Uh, I heard it plays a lot like Bayonetta. Yeah, well, it's made by the same crew, so sounds good to me. Uh, it looks just so good. I just can't wait to play it some. So anyway, all right. Uh, according
4: to Telltale's own website, it supports Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, Win, Wii U. It there shall be mine. Those there are the only
1: ones listed.
3: So yeah, it looks great. Anything else, gentlemen? I'm still reading that uh, Greg Rucka book. Ah, it's good. I apparently he's got a three-in-one that he's releasing the day that Force Awakens comes out that tells the backstory of the characters introduced in that movie. So I'm probably have to pick that up. So uh, that new Rucka is already on on the way. It's good stuff.
2: Now, last I heard, you were enjoying Gotham, right?
3: As of the end of the first season,
2: yes. Okay.
3: <laughs> right now, I'm not sure anymore. Again. Okay. <laughs> season one is on Netflix now. Sure. So I may. It's it's one of those things where it. it takes a while for it to figure itself out. Halfway through, it figures it out. But now it's now it's, it, now it's gone co- completely off the rails in maybe a good way. And some characters, I'm like, you don't make any sense. And some of them, like, I really dig you. So. It's going back and forth in my head right now.
1: No idea.
4: Has, uh, has everybody watched the second episode of The Muppets yet?
3: No.
2: I don't. I have. Think you I have? did. No. I don't
4: think There's I watched it yet. There's a lot of fan hate going around right now.
1: People don't like I change, know? man. And People don't it, like change. The,
4: well, and, I mean, some of the reviews have, like, they're, they're snarky, they're, they're mean-spirited and all this stuff, and I'm like, that's not much different than they were back then. They it, it, it were just a little more censored. You know, they censored themselves a little bit. I, I
3: think the weirdest ones I've seen is the the complaints that Kermit used to always be in control, and now he's not in control anymore. He can't keep eye on he things. He was like, never in control exactly. in the original the, one. Where, what did you watch? There yeah, was there
4: was all this chaos that he was just barely hanging on and mm-hmm. somehow managing to put a show on. Mm-hmm. And that's it, exactly what's happening that's here. But that's, that was exactly my reaction when I read that, too. I'm like, Kermit's... Wait. I mean, if you... If you think about it, though, he's actually a little bit in, more in control in this one. He's a little he's, more subversive. Yeah, he's working behind his, the scenes on things. Like you know, I don't want to spoil it, but Josh Grobin is the uh, is the guest star on this one, and he does a little creative manipulation Absolutely. with with Piggy and Grobin in this one. For people who haven't seen the episode, I'm not going to say much more than that. But I think it's inspired. He does it in yeah, a, in great. such a way that you know the characters think it's their idea that they right
2: they do what they do. So, Paul, are you okay? Yeah. You're going to let the phrase manipulate the piggy go by? No, yeah. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I like this new show Okay, a lot.
4: Yeah, it's terrific. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i just not getting the fan hate. I mean, I just... I, th- I think people the, have a
3: memory of a show that never really existed. Yeah, it, well, it's also... It's well, the,
4: that's that's part of the problem with nostalgia is that we have an emotional connection to something that may or may not have been good at the time that we watched it.
3: But it I don't think it's just remembered correctly.
4: Yeah. It, well yeah. that's that's the thing with nostalgia is You you oftentimes remember things as being better than they were because it was a certain time in your life and sure. a certain emotional connection that you had with Fraggle that, Rock speaks that, right that to there's that? There's a there's a word for that I'll never be
2: able to pull it up, but there's a word for the uh, um the uh, longing for something that never was.
1: Hmm. And see, and I don't I don't like Fraggle Rock at all. I know. I never <laughs> like Fraggle Rock.
4: I tried watching it recently. It's it's not Easy to watch. No. In no. fact, it's it's almost uncomfortable. I'm glad he
3: had existed. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: no,
1: not not me. I, I could be I could be fine in a world without Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I
3: think that's a fine lead in to it's news you don't give a shit about.
2: Fraggle Walk Rock is Jim Henson's, Jim Henson's Ewoks.
4: I gave a shit about it yesterday.
3: Hot oh yeah. you green, nah, green. blur. It was green. News you don't give a shit about. John Carpenter will be performing a musical retrospective of his work.
4: I heard about this. His
3: first solo record of non-soundtrack music, Lost Themes, plus new compositions. The Horror Master will be joined on stage by both his son, Cody Carpenter, and his godson, Daniel Davies, both of whom co-recorded Lost Themes, (laughs) in addition to a full live band and spectacular stage production. Quote, We are incredibly honored to present the first ever show, by this legendary filmmaker and composer, having had the opportunity to present the maestro and Ennio Morcion, Mar- Mar- twice in recent years, it has been a burning ambition of ours to also present John Carpenter, who is both a pioneer and a huge influence on us <laughs> and so many great mus- musicians and filmmakers that we work with. You'd be fucking crazy to mess this. That was from ATP's Barry Hogan. Mm. We got big trouble. News you don't give a shit about and in hey, Little China.
0: China?
3: Uh, the performances are on July 1st through 3rd in Kletlevic, Iceland. Sure. I'll be right there. So, so, yeah, if you want to see this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, Iceland is where you get to go
4: for this. Do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen it, there's a music video from Big Trouble in Little China with John Carpenter and his band performing. Um, it's on YouTube. It's also on the extras on the, uh, the DVD. It's
3: prime. It's total
4: 80s cheese, but it is so much fun to watch.
3: News you don't give a shit about. This one kind of blew my mind, especially in the wake of the whole uh, Josh Trank Fantastic Four Mm -hmm. debacle. Okay. Seth Graham Smith is going to write and direct the Flash movie for DC, Warner Brothers. Okay. Graham Smith is best known as the author of the best selling mashup novels Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Huh. His screenwriting credits include the 2012 adaptation of uh, Tim Burton's Dark Shadows, which was horrible. Yeah. I might add. He also. Thought uh, in
2: the $5 bin yesterday.
3: He's also writing a Beetlejuice sequel and the Lego Batman movies. Uh, Graham Smith's complete resume as a director to date consists of two episodes of The Hard Times of R.J. Berger on MTV Comedy, an an MTV comedy that he co-created. He has never directed a full-length theatrical motion picture, and he's just been handed the reins of what is sure to be a complicated $150 million superhero movie with extensive visual effects. Now, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, who did 21 Jump Street and The Lego Movie, were originally on board to (laughs) write and direct The Flash, and they did pen a treatment, uh, but they left to go make the Han Solo Star Wars movie for Disney. So, Seth Graham Smith, a guy with a questionable screenwriting history, and no prime directing experience, is directing The Flash movie.
1: Well, Uh, what, what doesn't make sense to me about any of the DC stuff is they get something going, and then they shit it. Uh, they've got apparently quite a nice little show with the Flash. Pe- yeah. pe- I hear I hear great things. I haven't watched it because I don't sure. dare. I, <laughs> st- you know <laughs> yeah. you want to keep, keep the mystery. I'm done mystery. giving DC yeah. a chance in any respect. You don't want to
2: know about Darth Vader's origin and you don't want to know how the movie, how that actually looks when you see it if on the it's TV. Not
1: a, if it's not a comic book, DC can do nothing for me but get out of my way. Although the new revamped uh, Justice League is coming, which I'm excited about. Yeah. The animated so, The, the an- animated stuff or comic book, I'm good. But they've got clearly a good creative team that knows how to handle flash. Sure, people loving that. And- Bet you dimes the donuts; those guys would love a chance to take a shot at a movie. Well, mm-hmm. they,
4: they apparently they were told in no uncertain terms that their universe is going to be separate from the cinematic universe. Well, yes. so. Of course,
1: of course, because you know, right? Don't which, put which good I d- stuff. No,
4: which I don't get because Marvel. Yeah, Marvel is they joining the doing. TV of TV universe with the cinematic universe. Marvel
1: is
3: smart. D C is dumb. Well, I think part of the problem with that is that the DC TV universe started way before the DC movie universe was fully.
4: Yeah, envisioned.
3: Nineteen sixty-six. I mean with this new people, oh. Warner Brothers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and they didn't want to jump on the coattails of the TV show, which at the time were as big as they are now. Because, also, I think that includes Smallville in that group. So, yeah. yeah Smallville
4: is separate, so.
3: That's not the same universe? as like Arrow, Flash, nope. none of that? That's... They, they've already established okay. that this
4: is, this is a totally revamped television. Sure. So universe.
3: it's another new universe. Yeah. And, of course, DC has its own universe in Gotham. Right. And its own universe in that uh, comedy, Powerless, that they're working Mm -hmm. on. So, now, what it does give them the freedom to do is to tell their own stories without worrying what everyone else is doing. Although,
4: supposedly, Supergirl is going to be in that same, because it's the same producers... Supergirl is going to also be in that same in the TV vein universe as yeah, as Flash and Arrow, right? Because basically, if it's coming on it's TV on a now, yeah, yeah. on the CW, it's that's a CW universe. But Supergirl is going to be on CBS.
3: Oh, then fuck off! I have no idea. Yeah, so that's wow. that's why it's now, it's now weird. I'm confused.
4: Well, and then if you consider that NBC had, um, uh, shit, green shit, no green uh, shit. Uh, 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 <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the wow. ta-
2: that I, oh. well,
4: it was just canceled. I was um, giving you some love, too, man. Uh, Constantine? Constantine. Okay. Because Constantine's going to appear on, on Flash now. On Flash this season. Right. So that was, even though it was on a different network, it's still connected. So,
3: so folks, uh, your guess is as good as mine is, I guess, what it comes down to. Yeah, basically. So there, Some are in continuity, some aren't, but the movies aren't, and they're going to be directed by people who don't know what they're doing. Good luck. Fun. News you don't give a shit about. Flatliners is being resurrected in a Sony Pictures remake, starring Ellen Page, as the original 25th anniversary of the original film arrives. Uh, Niles Arden Oplev, the guy that directed The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, is signed on to direct from a screenplay by Source Code screenwriter Ben Ripley. Schumacher's spiritual sci-fi flick featured Katheryn Sutherland, uh, Julia Roberts, William Baldwin, Oliver Platt, and Kevin Bacon in 1990.
4: Kevin Bacon.
3: I remember that kind of being a big thing when it came out in the '90s, and I think everybody has forgotten it existed. Flatliners. I, I Flatliners. forgot. I remember. I'm,
1: the, I remember. Was it, it. in the '90s? It was, I yeah. think it was on. Ni- I think it
3: was 1990. Right
4: 1990 yeah. I was going to say 1991.
1: Um, I remember there being a little kerfuffle because the people had to basically kill themselves to go into the the separate world.
4: Yeah, they they flatline and then they get brought back by their yeah their. Co-owners. So I
1: think um, persona. Is actually an extension ah. of Flatliners. Uh, it's the Japanese interpretation of that idea. That one's actually fun. Those characters all have to blast themselves in the brain before they can
3: go into the world. Weird. Now, there was that Olivia Wilde horror movie from Blumhouse Productions that came out the beginning of this year, last January, and takes place in a lab. It was basically Flatliners. Yeah, mm-hmm. August 10th, 1990. So, let, let's redo it again. I don't... I don't care yeah. I don't care you're right I don't
2: give a shit about Damn that right. carry on
3: uh, so let's go to news no, you don't give a shit about Warner Brothers TV and Fox are teaming up to bring a Lethal Weapon reboot <laughs> I heard this to one. the small screen <laughs> The network has given the show a put pilot commitment. The TV version centers on a Texas cop and a former Navy SEAL, Martin Briggs, who, following the loss of his wife and baby, moves to Los Angeles to start anew. There, he gets partnered with LAPD detective Roger Murtaugh, who, having generally suffered a minor heart attack, must avoid stress in his life. Oh, yawn, (laughs) yawn.
2: Now I'm Uh, assuming that this guy is from Texas because they've hired some Texas actor who can't not. I don't think they've hired
3: an actor yet. Really? And that's Texas. Weird.
1: Like, okay, anybody here watch? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Right. So there's only one. There's only one way you handle (laughs) the Lethal Weapon reboot is you do Lethal Weapon Six. (laughs) That's it. Like, and you just call it Lethal Weapon Six, and you make it a show. And it's just called Lethal Weapon 6. <laughs> and it runs <laughs> like TV a show. show. Yeah. yeah. it'd be And it's those guys doing Lethal Weapon 6 parody. Oh, man. <laughs> Fucking ball-dropping assholes. How many Lethal Weapons
2: <laughs> did they get to? Three? Four. 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 Uh, it, which, do they
1: call which, those Lethal Weapon 6?
3: I think they do,
2: yeah. Which was the one they filmed here? That would have been four. four. Three or four.
3: Four, okay. The filmmakers behind the original movies, that would be Richard Donner, uh, writer Shane Black, Will not be involved with the TV's version. Of course not. Uh, Forever and Chuck writer Matt Miller will write the TV series. Ah! (laughs) Already a a, a sound of applause from Paul, who approves of this choice.
2: He'd argue more, but he has a giant (laughs) Snickers in his mouth. The entire Snickers.
1: (laughs) I just don't care. I'm not a big Lethal Weapon fan. Okay. I enjoyed it as a kid. Sure. But it was exciting as a kid.
3: Yeah. But,
1: like, it's cartoonish.
3: It it really is. Especially as it went on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's preposterous.
3: Especially when you throw Joe Pesci in the mix. Oh! (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) News you don't give a shit about. Why, there's a lot of this today. What the hell? Yeah, there's a lot, my friends. Oh, we're not done. THR reports that a MacGyver reboot series is being set up at Uh, CBS. What? They describe it as a, quote, reimagining of the television series of the same name following a 20-something MacGyver as he gets recruited into a clandestine organization where he uses his knack for solving problems in unconventional ways to help prevent disasters from happening, unquote. NCIS Los Angeles' uh, R. Scott Gemmel will write the script, also serve as executive producer on the action drama. Henry Winkler, who was an executive producer on the original run of the series, was also on board to produce, along with James Wan, the director extraordinaire, and Michael uh, Michael Clear of Atomic Monster. Wan, who is currently working on The Conjuring 2, will direct the pilot episode. Well, I the guess Conjuring 1 or Conjuring 2? <laughs>
4: If Winkler's back, that shows some promise. So. It.
3: Winkler's
1: back, and you're gonna be in trouble. Hey, la, hey, la! The Winkler's back.
2: <laughs> um, you can keep your Winkle in your pants, there, son.
1: Here's what's gonna happen: is people, the bunch of kids are gonna go. This is a ripoff of MacGruber. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Got a solid point there. Mm-hmm.
4: You know that movie was actually a lot more funny than I thought it was gonna be. I, I, I was going, I was expecting total garbage. Mm-hmm. And it actually be president for that. And it, it actually was 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 cute. And I funny. always
1: kind of enjoyed those scenes. I thought they were silly. <laughs> my
4: favorite was when they got Richard Dean Anderson to come on. He's got yeah. that really bad long hair wig trying Mullet. to look like he was when he was on the show.
3: News <laughs> you no, don't give a shit about. MacGruber! Oh my god, there's so much of this. John and Eric Hober, the brothers behind the screenplays for Red and Red Two have come on board to rewrite the Sony Pictures adaptation of the popular racing game, Gran Turismo. Wow. No story details have been confirmed. Really?
1: (laughs) No story details have been confirmed about Gran Turismo? No story details confirmed. That's just, really? It's a game with no story. It's a game with no
3: story. But THR claims the story, quote, is said to play with the conceit of a gamer-turned-racer, Oh, unquote.
1: my butthole.
3: <laughs> and Tron legacy director jo- Joseph Kosinski has been oh, hired to direct.
1: Get out of here with your garbage. <laughs> Why? Is, it's the same everywhere. You just yeah. keep failing up. <laughs> you just got to make shit. That's the lesson learned. Make shit. The red movies were good. And if it makes $5 for somebody, you'll get to do it again. Yep, Make garbage. Right Just put it out there. Well,
4: I mean, they they had Need for Smead. Uh, need for Speed. Need, smeed. For, smeed.
2: need <laughs> for Speed. I require some Smead. I'd like a bucket of Smead. <laughs> Here we Hook go. Movie? <laughs> Give me my speed. <laughs> I
1: have a need for Smead. <laughs> <speed. laughs> Oh, Please, Captain, just like, give me five more minutes.
2: No, no, I need <laughs> more speed. More
1: speed. More need more speed. full speed ahead.
4: <laughs> I wanted to say Need for Speed made money, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you
4: said so, it all at once. <laughs> so, of, yeah. So of course. Hooray, hooray for Captain Hook!
2: Did it make money?
4: It, it made money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't, didn't make it people didn't, happy. Need it for didn't Speed didn't make people happy, and it didn't break the need box office, speed. but it made money. So, of course. Somebody's going to say, "What other video game out
2: there is that is that, that has no story that we could write a story for?" Gran Turismo. People are bucking us in your toilet that'll clean the green out. <laughs> no.
1: the, the, I mean, the, clearly, it's just people go. Oh, Fast and Furious. That's all it is. They go. Fast and Furious makes tons of money. That's let's true. Do a, let's do a car movie.
3: Yep. And we don't so have the rights to Fast and, be, and Furious or so right, right, what? There's going to be like a it.
1: fuck ton of car movies. For the next two years. Sure. Because everybody's trying to get Fast and Furious money. Hey, it worked but, in the 70s. And
3: last Starfighter. People like that. Let's do that with cars.
2: I watched <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. I, and Smokey and the Bandit 2 and Gumball it's Rally. It's going to
1: suck. It's going to suck. I'm telling you right now, it's going <laughs> to suck. I
3: don't think that's really a, a, putting it out there. It's just
4: going <laughs> to suck so bad. Don't,
1: don't mince words,
4: Paul. Tell us how you really oh, feel. Oh,
1: Gran Turismo. <laughs> uh, it's barely a game. It's a simulator. It's not a game, even. Nope,
3: it's a simulator. Oh, it's, like, it's not one of those arcadey ones. It's like <laughs> no, you it's get no in fun. And you, and you it, fix I, the wheels. I mean,
1: some people. It that is super it's car fun. porn. It's well, car it's porn. car porn. And I know there are people that love that series. Is this
2: the one where the they actually have the actual tracks? They have the actual okay, tracks because I, cause I they know they have the people the precise
1: that precise cars. They update the cars every year. They make sure that they're down to the letter. That the engine noises The the links they go to to record the engine noises alone so it's their audio files their gear heads they're freaks about it and i appreciate the attention to detail the minutiae and the obsession i love that i do not enjoy the game
2: so it's madden for nascar people
1: uh yeah okay. but to a further degree, not even
2: nascar though yeah. not nascar it's it's
1: Car, High level car racing people. cars of okay. any kind. It it covers the whole thing. It covers like Porsche Baja, Ferrari, types. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all kind. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I seem to remember on Corolla's podcast somebody talking about he was on one of the races and the people who was with it raced the thing you know three hundred times, but in the game.
1: Sure. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So they knew where the curves were coming, that yep.
4: kind of stuff. Yep. What's next? Microsoft Flight Simulator, the movie.
3: <laughs> You're not far off. I really? Could, could be. But we're not done. The internet
2: hates you. News you don't give a shit about. Mm. Oh my god. The pain. Hasbro Give me my
3: Smeed. But it starts with Hasbro. I know
1: this one. I know this one. Hasbro, it's got to be good.
3: Four more Transformers movies. They have plans to roll out live action Transformer films through the year twenty (laughs) twenty five.
4: Somebody stop Michael Bay! You know
1: what? Part of me doesn't give a fuck. I, I need another beer because I'm not forced I'll, to watch any of these. I mean, you're you're right. part of me it doesn't give a fuck. I'm not forced to watch these. I'm not forced to buy any of these associated garbage sure toys. Is. And they're
3: going the Star Wars route. They're not. They got the core movies, but then now you have all these offshoot movies. Right. Which day.
1: you know, some of those, one or two of those are good. They might be right. And we're like, Yahoo! I'll tell you what. If not for this garbage. Continuing to be so prevalent, mm-hmm. Transformers, we wouldn't have another Transformers game right now, like Devastation. This is true. We wouldn't have the beautiful figures that are out there. They just revealed the Masterpiece sound or uh, Shockwave. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm going to have to get him. He's amazing looking. I
4: thought they already did a Masterpiece sound wave. No, Shockwave. Oh, shockwave. Sorry, shockwave. And they're oh, making okay.
3: good money on the people that hate these movies so much that they love the old ones even more and buy more stuff of the old oh, design. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's working for all across the board.
2: I was going to say that first beer you gave me didn't taste very pumpkiny. Well, that, that was just the it, Belgian it white. It clearly wasn't. Yes, this, this one tastes like somebody dipped uh, pumpkin pie in my beer. Yeah, this has got the. Uh, I just saw a great little spice.
1: meme. Said how to enjoy pumpkin beer.
4: Step one: <laughs> and throw open, it open in the throat. garbage. <laughs> yeah. No, this one's actually pretty good.
3: So, uh, to get in further, as if we need to, Hasbro's executive vice president Stephen Davis revealed that for three months, the writers' room worked together and came up with ten years worth of plans for the <laughs> franchise. <laughs> That includes four more films in the main series, as well as the recently announced animated prequel and spinoffs. Currently, the Transformers franchise sits at $3.7 billion at the worldwide box office. Oh, man. So, do those, the two, like, uh, uh, bad black
2: uh, parodies of robots, so they get their own, like, Homeboys in Outer Space uh, (laughs) spinoff? I hate to say it. uh, No idea. The last
4: Transformers film. A lot of U.S. domestic audiences didn't go see it. And it seemed like, for a moment, it signified that we'd had enough of the Michael Bay Transformers. But they filmed it in China. But internationally, it made huge money. And not just China. I mean, it made big money in China. Sure. It was one of, like I think they said, four films that summer. Well, here's the that, thing. That it actually is, aired it in China. filmed
3: specifically in a way yeah. so that you don't, need a full understanding of the English language to get what's going on. Right. All right. It's But
1: yeah, they were like uh they were like
3: four films pictures. It's that why that we like Kung Fu
1: movies and, and uh Godzilla movies. That's why those are some of the most frequently transferred. Yeah. You sure. know, these are our Godzilla movies. This is what we're sending over That's to them. That's a great way of looking That's at it. That's what
3: it is. That's a great way of looking at it.
1: Can we just send them over and yeah. not show them here? Yeah. It's gonna be that way soon. They don't care about the domestic box office. Nope.
4: No, I mean, because, you know, they've already made their money by the time it hits the theaters. So it's, you know, it's all a moot point at that, at that moment. It's just like we've rented out the prints to the theaters or the, we've rented the digital copies to the theaters. So the studios have already more than recouped their cost and it's all down to the theaters just trying to make their money back. Yep. It really is.
3: That was rough, gentlemen. That was a lot it's of yeah. really bad news you don't give a it shit about. drove me right to the pumpkin beer, man. Sure. So we should go, probably move on to yeah. news you don't give a shit about. Oh, no. <laughs> in honor. You now it has to be an bastard.
2: all news you don't give a shit about. Uh, episode. <laughs> it almost I understand. Is. It. Oh, man. <laughs> Title of the episode, news you
4: don't <laughs> give a green shit about. Don't, yeah. don't give him any ideas. I mean, literally, there will be an, an, an <laughs> entire <laughs> really episode like, like in a week or two. That's I all give you news you the news you deserve.
3: deserve. <laughs> news you don't give a shit about. Oh, this, this one, this one. In honor. Honor. Honors the word I'm using, of the 10th anniversary of her best-selling vampire romance, Twilight, author Stephanie Meyer has written a 442-page reimagining of the novel that made her a publishing sensation. This time around, she's switched the genders of her protagonists. In the new tale titled Life and Death, Twilight Reimagined, Bella Swan is now a boy named Bo, short for Buford, And the brooding Edward Cullen is now Edith. Myers says, writing the piece was, quote, fun, but also really fast and easy, unquote. Sure. (laughs) That's my favorite quote. I replaced all the the places
1: (laughs) where it said... Ella,
2: <laughs> good God! So it's so good it that was word fast
1: and easy because I replaced <laughs> their names. Yes, machine and, she... and, and, and Word
2: Perfect has a find replace right. function. <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> I spent two hours with Word Perfect. Fine. replace. Oh, well, like It just the, came uh, to me. It just flowed out. It's, it, it's, it's just sh- like when Black...
4: Jumped, yeah, she's jumped on the whole ethnicity swapping and the gender swapping that Hollywood is well, going through. Well, it's
3: not through. even that. It, it seems that's what the internet authors do because the, the one that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey right. uh, rewrote Fifty Shades of Grey from the perspective of the other character. So this has already happened before.
1: Yeah. Who is, and who, Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight... Fan fiction. Fan
3: fiction, exactly. So it's <laughs> okay, according so according to the forward. I, I, though I,
4: I I have to know because and and I and it hurts my brain that I have to know this. Fifty Shades of Grey was written in whose perspective, the original the, one,
3: the the female's perspective. Okay, so the and the, then, so the, 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 the p- follow
4: up is in Mister Gray's. Yeah,
3: it, that's
4: it. Okay.
1: No, you're talking. You no, have a good time. You're but. flipping it back and forth. Now it's Twilight that just got changed. But Fifty, 50 Shades of Grey already has, has changed.
3: changed. Has already done, Had already, done already done, done that yes. flip. But, yes. but, the yes. new, but the new thing's Twilight. Yeah, That's right. the new oh hotness. boy. wackety woo woo
2: You know but, what? Yeah, but you Standing know what? over the bed watching the sleeping person is creepy no matter what sex hair. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but according to the foreword, the rewrite allowed her to correct some errors that always bothered her. <laughs> I didacted <laughs> the entire book. And to re-edit the piece for grammar and word choice issues. She also altered some elements of the mythology for consistency. That's unquote.
2: She's <laughs> so edited to be mostly harmless. So it's it's
4: now more consistently bad? Who knows. I don't know. I, all all to... I
3: know is
1: wow. That's, that's is, some solid balls. That's it's ball. not they're not bad. They're indulgent.
3: They are indulgent. And
4: Well, I mean, from a pure business standpoint, you're it's, you're repackaging something that already exists. Sure. And it's a tenth
3: anniversary version. Yeah.
4: And for a existing audience that is more likely to buy it, you have a guaranteed amount of sales. So maximum
3: progress with minimum effort.
4: Yeah. So from a from a pure business standpoint, sure it makes absolute sense. I, yeah, I cannot from fault him for that. From a creative artistic standpoint,
1: fuck off. <laughs> JK Rowling presents Henrietta Potter. <laughs> Uh, supposedly, she's talked about that. Uh, of course re- she's
4: Reimagining her books with, with, a with, with a female protagonist. Yeah, Why not? Man, I,
3: it obviously makes
1: me...
4: It wouldn't be Harry just reimagined. It would be an entirely new character. It would be Harry at all.
1: Uh, <laughs> it'd be it'd shaved. It'd be hairless Potter. <laughs> hairless Potter. Hairless Potter. Hairless Potter and the prisoner of Vazkaban. Va-
4: Vajkaban? Vazka- Vajkaban. <laughs> oh, and it'd okay. be... Whoa! You, stop, Voldemort stop, would be... Uh, stop, stop. And also, do you see that? Uh-oh. How
1: Voldemort is supposed to be pronounced Voldemort? Instead of
2: Voldemort? Yep. So the is T that, is supposed that, is to that be silent? A, is a French pronunciation? He's French. You are in danger of creating something here. <laughs> Just think about this before you go too far. What?
4: It's a totally original idea. No, no, no. You're in copyright.
2: Of crossing over Harry Potter and Fifty Shades of Grey the way you're going. And oh, somebody will like, do that. That yeah, hasn't already been done. And, no. and it's copyright well, and trademark welcome uh, to the Geek Shock.
1: Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, do me a favor, Andy. Do a real quick <laughs> w- wiki search on Hermione. <laughs> just real fast. Why? Just take, take two minutes.
4: Horrible things
3: have happened to me. Why? I did you just
4: actually
1: ask why, Jeff?
2: Yeah. Why? Why am I doing this? What?
1: Well, uh, there's. Uh, you want Harry
2: Potter fiction? It's He's been, been did. Saying there's a lot of rule thirty fucking slash two, y'all. Four.
1: Whatever. <laughs> I'm rewriting it for Harry Potter. It's rule thirty two yeah, for, Her-
3: for Hermione. It's. Rule 34,
4: 34,000 times. Oh, boy. Mm. What am I supposed to be looking for in here? <laughs> Hermione slash this fiction. This is the
3: eternal problem. <laughs> Weekend Geek! Hey. Yay! I
2: can't believe it. I don't believe <laughs> it. Oh, my God. We survived. Wait, uh, wait. No, you're no not a deal. No, we didn't. You're not just I fucking mean, with us, right? I you're mean, not getting something suddenly go. This is up. real. Okay. This is real. Your is mileage gonna be, may vary.
4: It's going to be like the final episode of uh, True Detective where we, well, think, well, we think we're yeah, still no, going. No, 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 no Dude, dude, come on! <laughs> You're not missing much. Good,
1: good, good, Kelly. The second one? Yeah. The, the first one's supposed to be. I mean, the, the first, first one's really good.
3: Second season. Second uh,
4: season. Right? It, it had its moments, but yeah, overall, it's just kind of,
3: huh? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, not great. Sony Pictures Animation is developing a Ghostbusters animated feature with Ivan Reitman producing. Ghostbusters was given an animated TV treatment in the past with Saturday Morning Cartoon Staple that ran from 86 to 91, the real Ghostbusters. Sony has been trying to get this project off the ground for the past two years, and its logline takes inspiration from the 80s live-action Ghostbuster films, with a team of paranormal scientists battling ghosts, ghouls, and ghastly demons using crazy gadgets to protect the citizens of Manhattan. Plot details yet to be revealed, and no writer, director, or vocal cast has been announced at this time but we are getting an animated picture that's great yep i'm fine that's uh, good
1: heads up heads up there is a new full mm. series compilation gem and the holograms dvd set I found it at walmart 20 bucks wow really eight discs all the f- episodes what are the features all on three seasons like? not great but, oh, okay. it's, you but know, it's 20 bucks all of it it's 20 bucks every episode of jim that's and this leads me to believe that uh you know because the jim movie just coming out sure so yeah. with this this leads me to think that they'll probably finally do a reasonably priced reissue of all the ghostbusters stuff but they did it
3: one that but it was expensive right it's
1: 112 still out there online which is not terrible it's a lot of episodes yeah, and it's good it's a good series uh, i have the first, five years worth i have the first season dvd but yeah uh if they get something closer to 30 bucks i'm in yeah you know? i i I'm
2: with you on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen the whole series, but the episodes I've seen have always amused me. The Ghostbusters yeah. stuff,
1: yeah, it's it's a great it's a great show actually. It's quite quite well done. Um, that's the show that uh, uh, Serial Geek James E Talk gets way ah. into. He's a huge fan of the real Ghostbusters.
3: ABC has ordered a script from Marvel for a half-hour comedy pilot called Damage Control. Yes! Yes! You called it, sir. Based on the Marvel Comics property that has been the subject of four limited comic book series, the concept focuses on the title organization, which is charged with cleaning up the wreckage left behind by battles between superheroes and supervillains. The original Damage Control first appeared in the comics in 1989 and founded by Mrs. Anna Marie Hoag, with initial funding supplied by Tony Stark and Wilson Fisk. Yes, that one, the kingpin. The show is being developed by former Daily Show and Colbert Report uh, writer-producer Ben Carlin. It's the Colbert Report. Thank you. Who will be one of three. And Voldemort. One of three (laughs) executives. She said it was Voldemort. (laughs) I know. Okay. (laughs) Which will be one of three executive producers, along with David Miner, behind Parks and Recreation, and Marvel TV head honcho Jeff Loeb. If it's picked up, it'll be the third Marvel series to hit ABC Airways following Agents of Shield, Agent Carter, and with a fourth, Marvel's Most Wanted, and a fifth, a secret project de- being developed by John Ridley, possibly on the way as well. Mm, good on them. So Damage Control uh, is happening. How am I going to say that? Uh, like 2 weeks ago. Wow. Well,
4: it was funny cuz uh, this weekend on uh, at the the Hollywood Babylon show, they started off with the the uh, the DC one, the the, the the Powerless, The Powerless and uh, And Kevin Smith's first thing is like, man, they already did that idea with Damage Control, and he goes, well, it's the follow up because now, now, now Marvel is making a TV show from
3: Damage Control, (laughs) and giving a big middle finger up to DC. Yeah,
2: that show it really has potential to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. It
4: has to be in the sense, the formula has to be that they can't take it too seriously because, I mean, if you think about it, it's completely ridiculous. Right. I mean, the the kind of things that that you would have to do as a construction slash cleanup crew. I mean, for anybody that hasn't read the comics out there, I mean, it's... Hell, anybody who's watched the movies, you got to figure it out. It's it's fun. I mean, the comics specifically, they're fun, but they're... They're still enjoyable, and they're man, they're a little on the ridiculous side. But at the same time, you know,
2: you think about all the ridiculous shit that happens. Man, in I have the to comic clean up world. world, one more bridge has been turned into gummy bears g- Gummy berm bears magically.
3: <laughs> gummy berms. great berms.
2: Gummy berms. <laughs> get, get the wallet. Part of the uh... get the stroke wallet. Gummy berms. <laughs> gummy
3: berms.
0: Gummy berms. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Lionsgate has won the ferocious bidding war against MGM and Warner Brothers to bring Patrick Rothfuss' epic fantasy series, The Kingkiller Chronicle, across several platforms. The series will be developed simultaneously into movies, television series, and video games. Nope. The goal is to adapt several <laughs> stories across these different media at the same time.
1: Why? Why? Oh, go
3: on. The Kingkiller Chronicle recounts the life in times of Kvothe, which I don't know what? how to... What? S- K V O T H E K K-Voth. V I, I think it's actually it's the book will. I is the K silent. I just silent? started reading this book today. K V O T H E is yes. the K silent? Might be Voth Voth, maybe. Um, I do know it's very well regarded, and I've heard great things. Yeah, already I'm I'm in on the book. However. Why
1: do they keep just.?
3: Oh, go on. Why, I'm, I'm asking stupid so, questions. So I'll, I'll say Voth. That, I like that better. It could be Kvoth because the Kvetch is, is spelled KV. <laughs> he is a Yiddish. <laughs> the
2: Yiddish king. Boy, <laughs> I've got so much problem with these persons. They give, me a, they give me a pen in the Tokus.
3: A magically gifted young Jew. Wait, no. Ma- musician, oh, boy. Yeah. Musician, magician, and adventurer who grows to become the most notorious wizard of his world. The first book in the trilogy, Name of the Wind, was published in 2007. Book two, The Wise Man's Fear, was released in 2011, while the third novel, The Doors of Stone, is tentatively set to hit shelves 2016.
1: In the Doors of Stone, Doors of Stone. Doors of stone I'm a piece of slate wouldn't that be great <laughs> On the drum is drums is quartzite On the keyboards is Pyrite Doors <laughs> made of stone I've heard worse
3: Morrison impressions. Uh-huh. Yeah
1: <laughs> There's a pebble over there <laughs> There's a pebble
3: <laughs> over there. He's using I can't all wait his, to find out what the happens. The
1: boulder doesn't care. <laughs> all right.
2: A subduction layer there. The song would be longer, but Paul's geology in- and that's pretty is mu- much not- I've, I've, I've
1: <laughs> close to. I've close to tapped my geology. Feldspar
2: topic. man, feldspar, <laughs>
1: <laughs> feldspar, <laughs>
2: pyrite,
3: feldspar, granite. The second novel, as well as three novellas that were published between 2013 and 14, have sold more than 10 million copies. The books are so popular it's said that only George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones comes before Rothfuss's series. So this is it. This is In exactly terms of best-sellers, the thing. I'm like, why do you have to fantasy? just keep
1: doing this stuff that's already out there? Let Game of Thrones run its course. Ah, whatever.
3: I will say this is a more magic based. Fantasy. More magic than the shit that's coming out
1: of Game of Thrones. There's not
3: a lot of magic in Game of Thrones. What? There's some, but it's light compared to show. most well, compared to most fantasy. I guess. I mean, yes, it has its dragons and but they kind that's of got back a giant off of smoke monsters. Right, but they back off on a lot of that stuff. Alright. More about political intrigue. So I'm curious where it goes. Especially this novel. BBC Three announced the show class a new Doctor Who spinoff from acclaimed young, uh, young adult author Patrick Ness. Mm. Class is a series set in contemporary London. Incredible dangers are breaking through the walls of time and space, and with darkness coming, London is unprotected. Stephen Moffat says, quote, No one has documented the dark and exhilarating world of the teenager like Patrick Ness, and now we are bringing his brilliant storytelling into Doctor Who. This is growing up in modern, Brit- in modern Britain, but with monsters, unquote. So, first extension of who since, uh, what was that show? Torchera Jane Torchwood. Chronicles. Oh, I guess Sarah Jane Chronicles.
4: Because that actually came... Well,
3: that was a kid's show, right?
4: Yeah. Technically, the first spinoff was called K-9. And, and that it was figured, even more of a kid's show. Yeah. It was K-9 and Sarah Jane Smith, and it only ran like a few episodes. K-9's then,
3: kind of an annoying character, so I get it.
4: And then later on, they had uh, the Sarah Jane Chronicles at the same time that Torchwood was going on.
3: Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks to star in *Okja*, or *Okja*, the new movie from Korean director Bong Joon-ho. Tilda Swinton, Bong. who Tilda, you just, did just go see a Jay and Silent show, didn't you? I did. Uh, Tilda Swinton, who appears appeared in Bong's *Snowpiercer*, is already signed. While Paul Dano, Bill Knighty, uh, Kelly McDonald are also in various stages of negotiations to join the picture. Not know much is known about Okya except that it will be multilingual, like Snowpiercer Piercer, and will feature a Korean actress in the lead role. Mm. Also, it's a monster movie. Now, Bong also made the 2006 Bong monster film, The Host. Yeah, that was okay. I didn't hear, I didn't see Stowe Piercer, but I hear it's amazing. Yeah. It's interesting. It's okay. it's sitting in my queue, okay. and I haven't watched yeah. it yet. It's just okay. It's okay. I mean, it's good. Okay. It's not. It's not like. Okay. It's not like I'm well, going. It's it's like it's, I've heard. Just like this is amazing. It's
1: good.
4: It's dystopia <laughs> on a train. Is it's, it's, it's,
3: that's the log line? It's dystopia on a train. Well, the it is, is. It's it's, it's, it's the it's diehard dystopia on a train.
4: The, the Earth is a wasteland. All the survivors are on a train, and of course, it's a class based system. So you have like the highly rich with the most space in the very front of the train. And the low class are in the back of the train crammed in there like sardines. As the it's the the, the most it's like Elysium. Yeah. It's it's the the yes. the most descriptive I can be without giving away too much of the film.
3: It's uh it's uh its underlying story is heavy-handed, is what you're saying. It is a but this little <laughs> bit
1: on the nose. But the, as but the far train as is yeah. becoming a social climber, <laughs> if you will. Hey, hey. breaking through. Oh boy, it gets. I mean, it gets a little. Yeah. There are moments where they go, "What?" And then, in the front of the train is uh, what's his nuts? Oh, from uh, oh what's from the nuts? uh the Truman Show? Jim Carrey. No, the other one. <laughs> Ed. Yep. Ed Begley. Ed Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> no, are
2: not Ed Begley <laughs> What's his name? Ed Helms. Oh, yeah. No. Ed Helms.
1: <laughs> What's his fucking name? Ed O'Neill. Yes. No, it's really? not Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill <laughs> <laughs> runs the train. <laughs> no. and he goes, It's funny.
3: I can only think of the word Ed with that I don't know guy. why you've come here to the front of the train,
1: Peg. <laughs> you, yeah. you belong in the back of the train, Peg. <laughs> Go back to the back of the train, Peg. Dead no Ed play. Harris. God damn it. <laughs> yeah,
2: I,
3: <laughs> Richard Harris is an assistant. Richard I was Harris. dead. Ed I'm D- glad Harris you are Someone the left the, the train, train out in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: in this case, it's in the snow. Right. Ah, uh, yes. Um, it's fine. Movie's okay. <laughs> it's heavy-handed. Gotcha. Heavy-handed, no place for ambiguity. Yeah.
2: So you're saying it's not Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, Chris Evans is really good in it. But. Chris
1: Evans is great. There's no faulting that man. He's a he's a star. Holy crap. Commands up camera. Tilda Swinton's a little out there on it. That's fine. She always kind of is, though. Oh, boy. You can see her in this one. She got a hardcore
3: British smile. <laughs>
1: Whatever, Snowpiercer. Yeah, youth- there's worse. I've seen worse
3: movies. Hardcore British smiles. That a euphemism? Nope. Okay.
4: Hell, we've all seen worse movies together.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, all it's right. not. It's not bad. All
4: right. It's uh, no Terminator Salvation.
1: Oh God. <laughs> no, it's far better
2: than that. That came up the other day, and it, I was like, I oh. would. I would give it
3: a solid seven. I, I have asked so many people that I've met. <laughs> if I feel if like you have a solid seven, <laughs> if seven out of ten. <laughs> If they've seen the new Terminator, every answer I get from everybody I've asked has been the same. No, I saw the last one.
1: Right. Which is all you needed to see. Yeah. And it would scare away the most rational and of it's
4: human sad, beings. Because the newer one is actually a lot of fun. And yeah, it is. It's a lot more like the first two films.
3: Yeah, I think that size, that's size. I'll buy and it, it eventually. And,
1: and directly connected to the first I'll buy it films. on the cheap eventually. I'll get that movie and, see and then it. you'll give it away because you were
3: sad you bought it. No,
1: <laughs> maybe. I, see, <laughs> Snowpiercer is one of those movies that I bought and I've almost given
3: away. Gotcha. Uh, did not you buy the John Carter from Mars, too?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got rid of that. Yeah. I did get rid of that shit. Maybe you should watch it before you buy it. I'm not sad that I bought Snowpiercer. I, I, I okay. got it. You well, know, it's a seven. Got it for a decent price. If it was a seven. It's okay. Netflix it's with the CD, man. Yeah, it came out on Netflix. Rent like it. Check it. A day send after it back. I bought it.
2: No, no, no. Fine. This it's, it's on. It's on Netflix interview right now. Snowpiercer.
4: No, we're talking. No, no, yeah, yeah. The, the Terminator. Terminator. Oh, and John Carter. Which, yeah.
3: yeah. The story of the Enfield Poltergeist will be told in James Wan's The Conjuring 2, but A&E is also airing a miniseries based on the exact same event. It's called The Enfield Haunting, and the story will be told in three parts. The story is set in London, 1977. It's based on the, in quotes, true life events that took place in seemingly ordinary home. The series is an adaptation of the book This House is Haunted by Guy Lyon Playfair, and the script is written by Joshua St. Johnston, who's behind Walking on Sunshine and Sweeney Todd, also directed by Christopher Nalom, who did The Killing. Not the Katrina and the Wave song. Not that one. The, to this what? day, the incident remains the most documented account of poltergeist activity in British history. The miniseries premieres Friday, October 9th at 10 p.m. Eastern Pacific AME.
4: Because then the British came to their senses and realized there's no such thing as ghosts. I
2: got so little under some in ghost stories. they you have rede- so little? That's my you know, favorite. If really? You know, yes. If you
4: know anything about psychology and chemistry and any of the other things that could relate to somebody, quote unquote, seeing a ghost, ghost stories are meaningless at that point. Especially the, quote unquote, true life ones.
2: Okay, so you and I are on the same page as we often are. So what what do you like about ghost stories?
3: I just find them fun. I don't believe in ghosts, but I think ghost stories are great. So Anne just rented The Ghost of Mrs. Muir
1: on uh, on, uh, Apple TV. Did they remake that
2: recently? Is that what you Mm -hmm. watched? No, I watched the the original one. She got the one one from Uh the 50s. Yeah, and
1: I watched that one uh,
2: just, just the
1: other night, and that was good. Okay.
2: I remember it's that a as picture. a kid, um, scaring you to death. No, no, <laughs> it's it's not it was, scary a, it was at all. A, There was a TV series <laughs> based on it that uh, oh. we, we used to watch. Really? Yeah, yeah. There was a TV show. That's right. Oh, uh, that.
4: but was uh,
1: what's it was the name? Was in name that? Sure. Yeah, uh, buh, 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 Dick Tracy.
2: Dick Tracy. The original Warren, Dick Tracy. Warren, Warren, Beatty. Warren Beatty was not in okay. it. No, no, really. It was an older guy. It was it okay. was like somebody you'd see in like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea or something. Hello. <laughs> I'm
1: like somebody you'd see in 20,000 Leagues Under the
2: player.
1: Sea. He's a ship captain. He's a ghosty ship captain. Oh. Boogity, boogity, boogity. For
3: all my love of horror novels and horror stories, haunted house stories are the pinnacle number one favorite. Okay. I just adore them. You and I do. do even, agree on that. though That's fine. When I read them. I'm reading the goddamn same story over and over again. Did you see? Yeah, but that, I love them.
1: You've seen that fucking? Is it? I think it's a riff tracks of the
3: haunting of Hill House. Is no? Is that the? Because they did one of those, I think. No, there's this one.
1: Oh my god! Now I gotta look up this movie.
3: Yeah, yeah now I gotta know. It's this
1: one where they go to this house and there's kind of like these wax figures in it. Okay, wax museum. No, house of wax.
4: Nope. Because hmm. the original house of wax is pretty kind of. Pretty give me a ridiculous. few minutes wax
1: my house i'll find it
3: get waxed Nope. Oh wait that was a but i'm trying to remember one. where i watched, watched this have. american Hot oh wax? i
1: watched this on what do you call it it's it's on hulu it's on hulu okay on the Rift track so let me wax find on, that right. wax off and uh and i'll let, let you me know. know what it is in the meantime john if you, carpenters if you haven't seen this one scare the fuck it's fucking scary is it yeah
3: it's the scariest dumb movie I've ever seen. Interesting. Now there was a wax museum movie I saw when I was younger that scared the crap out of me, but that could have been any of them. Because I was a kid. This one. It's fucking scary. I'm so curious. But in the meantime, John Carpenter's oh. Halloween was so influential that it kickstarted the entire slasher genre. This year, fans will have the opportunity to see the movie in theaters for one night only, as Fathom Events and Spectacast are teaming to bring the film to audiences on the big screen on October 29th in select theaters across the country. It will include an introduction of the movie by John Carpenter, in which he'll be, quote, providing insights on Halloween and how it has forever changed the horror genre in Hollywood, unquote. So October 29th, if you want to see Halloween on the big screen, there you go.
2: I've seen that this weekend uh, what was it? Um but Princess Pride, I think, was on one of the local local theaters oh, nice. out here. There's a couple of things on one of on. the
3: Fathom events or was that more of a local I think thing. there's a local thing. I think it's some okay. more of that stuff happening locally, which I love. I well, don't... there is that comic store, Maximum Comics, that does right. that every now and then. So mm-hmm. it sounds like something they do. So you saw Ghost House, the rift tracks Ghost House. I remember Ghost House.
1: Yes. Right. And I mean the, you, the movie itself. Saw it, the I saw one. it. Right. Yeah. And it's terrible. Yes. And that's
3: pretty funny, yeah, but it had a scary clown doll in it, and that's all a movie needed back then.
2: Right? Yep. Uh, I've actually considered going to a Halloween party. This
1: is the, clown, the fucking one. I don't want to be hated. Oh god, tourist trap.
3: I know tourist trap.
1: Oh, tourist trap is
3: kind of a, n- a notorious 80s slasher pick.
1: That is a scary
3: fucking movie. Wow, they did a tourist trap one, huh? Oh
1: man, it's scary. Oh, I'm. Have si- you seen that shit? I'd, if I have, it's been too long to remember. Oh, oh the Rift Tracks is really funny, but God, it's sca- even with Rift Tracks, it's scary. It's huh. just got this creep factor that's just oh,
3: <laughs> it's oh, it's my just goodness, yes. it's just
1: gross to watch, <laughs> guys. If you got the Hulus, watch the Rift Tracks tourist trap. That's a perfect
2: Halloween. All right, movie. Toki Wartooth. Guys, oh, you yeah. got to the whole. So the uh, Ghost and Mrs. Muir? You should really
1: watch it. It's really good. It's better than Planet of the Dinosaurs. That one's for dildos. <laughs> it's not even House on Haunted Hill. they not even a haunt in the hill. The hill is not even haunting. Doesn't scare me. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should watch Missile to the Moon. Oh, no.
2: So the ghost what? of Mrs. Muir, uh, the, the, the titular ghost was uh, Edward Mulhair, but also Charles Nelson Riley was in it.
3: Oh, my gosh. Charles God. Nelson Riley.
4: Edward
2: Mulhair, more
3: commonly known from his spin in Knight Rider.
1: Oh, okay.
3: We've talked about the plight of comic book writer Bill Finger a few times. Yep, yeah, Bill finger. <laughs> He's a man, the a man, man with a pencil comic of books. lead. <laughs> Finger is now famously among comic fans and professionals, the co-creator of Batman, who developed key character concepts with artist Bob Kane and went on to create or co-create essential Bat elements like Gotham City, Robin, Catwoman, Two-Face, and more. Unfortunately, the costume. Unfortunately, due to Kane's contract, he was credited as Batman's sole creator, Kane, and remains so to this day. Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment released this statement, quote, DC Entertainment and the family of Bill Finger are pleased to announce that they have reached an agreement that recognizes Mr. Finger's significant contributions to the Batman family of characters. Bill Finger was instrumental in developing many of the key creative elements that enriched the Batman universe, and we took forward and we look forward to building on our acknowledgement of his significant role in DC Comics history. Uh, stated Diane Nelson, president of DC Entertainment. As part of our acknowledgement of these contributions, Nelson continued, we are pleased to confirm today that Bill Finger will be receiving credits in the Warner Brothers television series Gotham beginning later this season and in the forthcoming motion picture Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, unquote. It's not clear yet how Finger... the title of that? Dawn of Justice, unquote? Yes. That thing's going to tank. Well, they keep adding to it. Who's playing Dawn? Dawn of Justice, unquote. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's not clear how Finger will be credited or how his credit will be placed in relation to Keynes, but this is a huge step.
2: I like uh, the way you intravenuans said credited, 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 and
3: credited. I'm and I'm shocked. Credit
2: he, Finger, <laughs> bleh, <laughs> because he's Batman, credit
3: he's a bat.
1: Finger, give him a finger credit, bleh, bleh, bleh. I was gonna say I'm
4: surprised that he made it all the way through a story with a guy's named Finger and not. The slightest sexual innuendo from Paul over here during the whole story.
1: I don't use my fingers for sex, gross. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta try it hard enough. <laughs>
4: then you're not doing it right.
1: right. Or maybe I have a prehensile cock. ha. <laughs> so Possum cock. <laughs> possum cock <laughs> Dude, that's the fucking superhero we need. <laughs> From the back streets of Kentucky, oh, God. comes a hero, <laughs> able to wrangle shit with his ding-dang. <laughs> possum cock. Oh <God. laughs> Bing! He can drive his truck without the use of his hands. He can easily disarm another man with hey. his possum cock. Yeah, yeah, his possum cock.
0: Possum cock
1: (laughs) He can fight you in the street without throwing a kick. All he has to do is whip out his prehensile dick. He's the possum cock. Possum cock The Possum cock. Possum cock The Possum cock
2: Possum cock
1: He's gonna rock. (laughs) Look out below, here come five inches of pain, the possum cock, he's forever gonna rain. He must have He's a superhero guy who doesn't mess around. He'll pound you with his fist. Nope, his wiener. That's what he found. He's a possum cock. A possum, a possum cock. cock. A possum, a possum cock. cock. Possum, a possum cock. cock. He hangs upside down from a tree with a bunch of his babies Messing <laughs> up against him. You see.
4: At yeah, five inches, close to quarter combat uh,
1: has really, a whole sorry, Wait, medium. are you are you are you already are you already fanboy debating the pros and cons of possum cock? Jesus, Jesus fuck, man! He's he just a- got created. <laughs> He's a grower, not a shower. Give him five, <laughs> five seconds. Give him five minutes of life.
2: Possum <laughs> cock just got born. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's <kryptonite> is arousal. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right,
1: that's right. Yeah, because once he becomes rigid, he can't use his powers anymore. Att- attractive women and men defeat Possumcock all the time.
4: He did say he was from the backwater, yep. so yeah, yep. that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: And a particularly good hog. You both got purdy mouths. <laughs> Possumcock in particular. <laughs>
3: What's your beef with possum cock? Write to us. Comments at show.com. <laughs> I
1: call it a possum cock. Some people call it a cock. Mine is prehensile. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. I'm
2: possum cock. <laughs> 80s
3: Jeff. <job. laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week in gig.
2: Yeah, why? Oh, my.
4: <laughs> hey, did anybody uh, play that Transformers Devastation yet? I know uh, it just came out today, it just, but yeah, it just came out.
1: <laughs> I watched a Twitch of it last night. I have it on pre-order, and it's coming. Uh, uh.
3: <laughs> now we <laughs> mm-hmm. now we'd have a special thing coming up. Sam Heffernan uh, sent us a track in honor of Maple Leaf Matt. Nice. But we can't play it until he's here. No, okay. Okay. He's got to be here for Once it. Once he's
2: so. here, we'll play it. Didn't that. we have something else by we never used? So we had uh, something we ran out of time
3: on. Uh, we're gonna bail all of them. All right, Absolutely. good, good, good. That's uh, possum cock. <laughs> one of my new favorite characters. Yeah, just want to lay it out. Add it to the bad. notebook, Andy. Yep. Possum cock. I didn't good. have that
2: other one because it was a throwaway, <laughs> throwaway character. What uh, throwaway character? You don't remember it, do you? There's no throwaway nah. characters. <laughs> you mean the one while you were gone that I yes. said? Okay. Yep.
4: <laughs> I didn't know if you could listen to that episode. I yet.
2: listen to these shows even if I'm not on no, them. No, no. I mean, I didn't know if you <laughs> listened to it yet. <laughs> I did. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.